This is Sound and Vision from KEXP. As part of our series exploring the Filipino impact on Seattle's hip-hop scene, today KEXP DJ Mike Ramos reports on the legacy of the breakdancing crew Massive Monkeys. That's an introduction to the 2012 R16 Korea B-Boy Tournament Finals, featuring Seattle's Massive Monkeys versus Simple System out of Kazakhstan. The result of the battle was just one of the Massive Crew's now numerous world championship victories. But way before they were competing against crews from across the globe and winning international championships as a collective, there were kids from South Seattle going to school in the area and hanging out at Jefferson Community Center in the Beacon Hill neighborhood. It was there that the individual members started coming together and laying the foundations of what would become the 20-plus member squad. And just like the demographics of the surrounding area, Filipinos make up a big part of the Massive Monkeys' diverse roster. Member Jerome Aparis, a.k.a. Jeromeski, was born in Ormoc City in the Philippines before moving to the Seattle area with his family at age 3. He first traveled back to the islands when he was 15 and had already gotten involved in hip-hop and b-boy culture at home. What's beautiful about what I learned from the Philippines, too, is and this is also in hip-hop as well, too, right? In the Bronx, uh, when, when hip-hop was developing, is making something out of nothing, right? And just because maybe you can't afford that or just because, okay, we can't rent out a location or a venue to make a jam, okay? Have a block jam. All right, all right, cool. Like, have a block party, right? And it's like that in the Philippines as well, too. It's like, all right, cool. Like, people in the Philippines, oh, there's no dance studio? We'll rock with our chinelas. We'll rock with our slippers out in concrete. That kind of mentality of, just making it happen regardless indirectly or directly you know taught to me from my parents right and also hard work and dedication but it was a jefferson community center in seattle's beacon hill neighborhood where jerome fell in love with hip-hop and the b-boy culture that was the place where we all just hanged out we all just trained at jefferson community center it's just like our second home jefferson became a meetup spot and practice studio for local b-boys thanks in part to an after-school breakdancing program at mercer middle school less than a mile south from Jefferson Community Center. The Mercer program was started by B-Boy Fever One and another local Filipino creative, DJ Kamikaze of the DVS crew. Jerome says there were big influences on Massive Monkeys. And so it wasn't where it's like, uh, where a formal class where they have now, where you go to the studio and you have the t-shirt in the middle and there's a line of kids wanting to learn. It wasn't like that, it was organic. Member Bryson Angeles, AKA Just B, was born in the Skyway, Rainier Beach area to Seattle-born Filipino-American parents. He said he was attending South Shore Middle School, now called Aki Kurosi, when he was drawn to Beacon by the art of b-boy. I would like basically like skip eighth grade South Shore to, to be at Mercer for, for the after-school program because the after-school program, they were teaching breaking. Bryson says he experienced his first breakdancing battle at Mercer Middle School in the 90s. It was between kids from Seattle and kids from across the Puget Sound in the naval community of Bremerton, many of whom were Filipino. These are a lot of Asian kids from Seattle and Bremerton, and this is on the heels of like really a heavy gang culture era. People who were breaking were also had like gang affiliations, and I'm not saying that that's exactly why a big fight popped off at the first battle that I remember going to in Seattle, but... In fact, that's exactly what happened. It ended up being like a huge rumble in the in the Mercer gym. It wasn't all violence and rivalries, though. As Bryson says, he always felt at home in Seattle's hip-hop community because he was surrounded by peers and mentors that were fellow Filipinos and Asian-Americans. 
from the beginning, we've been able to look at people who look like us, you know, from the from the DJs who we were seeing in the 90s, like a lot of them are like Filipinos, people who look like us. So for us to be able to see the DJs, for us to see dope B-boys, a lot of B-boys and B-girls who, who are doing it in Seattle, um, to look at people who have influenced us and or who our influences are and they look like us, it just kind of like one makes you believe where you can go with it, what you can do with it. It gives you, I guess, confidence knowing that, you know, like you don't have to be this or that or this or that, you know, uh, I guess for us seeing it early, it was always like, oh yeah, we do this. (laughs) They developed their skills and reputation as individuals and in smaller crews before joining together as massive monkeys in the mid to late nineties. Soon after they started competing on increasingly larger scales locally and nationally. Things got real in 2004 when Massive got to compete in the World B-Boy Championships. Here's hip-hop pioneer LL Cool J, who emceed that event. Ladies and gentlemen, your 2004 World B-Boy Champion, Massive Monkey! A huge uh, moment for ourselves was when uh, we won the World Championships in London, Wembley Arena, 2004, and that was huge. Because that was, we we're battling the best of the best in, uh, in the world, battling different countries. We we're representing the United States. Soon after that win, the mayor of Seattle declared a new city holiday, Massive Monkeys Day, celebrated in April of each year. The monkeys didn't stop there either, as their opportunities extended into the realms of sports and television in the coming years. Members of the group became the Boom Squad, the halftime entertainment team for the Seattle Supersonics basketball team, until they were sold to Oklahoma City in 2008. They made TV appearances on MTV's Mate, the series where professionals tried to train a beginner with pipe dreams into the real thing, and America's Best Dance Crew, where they appeared in every episode and finished in third place of the show's fourth season. To learn about local b-boy culture, Mr. Freeze said there was one group that I had to meet. The Massive Monkeys, the hottest breaking crew on the West Coast. Over the years, Massive Monkeys have performed with and or choreographed performances for artists such as LL Cool J, Public Enemy, De La Soul, Nas, 50 Cent, Jay-Z, Ludacris, Jurassic 5, Missy Elliott, Beyonce, Alicia Keys, and Seattle's own Macklemore, who took the monkeys on a world tour with them. Jerome says their passion literally took them places. To now look out from the outside looking in, and as the years go by, and, and to really reflect on great moments and crazy moments. When we were on tour, with Malcolmore and Ryan Lewis, we would be in Europe, and I remember going in the festival. And once you have the routine down, right? Because we have these moments like our right, Malcolmores will be on stage, right? And we'll do these routines or rocking, and I just remember like looking at each other, like, "Yo, we're doing it. We're this is this is popping right now. This is Seattle right now. We're hanging out. We're we're uh, doing what we love to do, and we're turning up in front of eighty thousand people." Right. And you can feel that energy roaring and you get to feel it through your bones. Right. But that's just like doing what you love to do in this iconic and very uh, blessed moment and doing this moment with your best friends. Right. That you grew up with at the community center, at Jefferson Community Center, when people thought we were wasting our time. But for all the massive monkeys, worldly accomplishments, both Bryson and Jerome found a deeper satisfaction in doing what the DVS crew had done for them at the beginning passing on their skills and knowledge, and giving younger breakers a place to gather and practice. They got involved in teaching programs at various Seattle schools and later opened the Beacon Studio in the International District in 2013. Here's Bryson. We opened a studio and had a bunch of kids from 
lots of different backgrounds and neighborhoods come in and do breaking classes. And we get eyes of people and kids and people and parents, people who wouldn't otherwise see or know about breaking. And so I'm sure that we've made a lot of kids <laughs> become b-boys in Seattle. Like, you know, like there's an element of self-discovery that happens when you're learning these crafts and and finding out about yourself. And so for us to be able to introduce a lot of kids and adults into what that is, I think that's a that's a great thing to be able to um, contribute to the community. And even more than that, it's like, it's almost like the breaking is the cool part that gives us the, the avenue to get in front of the kids and really share information about what it takes to just get good at things, be good at things, be disciplined at things, you know? What are the type of things you have to sacrifice? <laughs> you know, how much effort and work does it really take to manifest things that, you know, ideas that you have and can do. And so, you know, if we have an avenue to be able to share that, introduce people to what that is and help them figure that thing out for themselves, you know, I think it's a great thing. And I think that that probably is our, I think that's our greatest accomplishment. Jerome says it is consistently inspiring to see his students learning, improving, and finding themselves through the discipline of breakdancing. Breaking is a, a, a unique way to self-actualize, right? It, it's a cool, hip way to understand more of yourself. Yes, you all learn the cool moves. Yes, you, you know, you'll learn the hard-to-do moves and challenge yourself. But once you know how to understand that it, it, it's more than just that, that there's an expression behind it with the music and you're just going off, and then you can express yourself through movement and dance and just feel good about that. And you can create that for yourself. Like my, my, my biggest thing is, you know, coaching, man. Coaching is like, I love to coach. I love to see these kids have these breakthroughs, that, the aha moments where you know you're like, ah, I see that in your eye. Like, that's going to be a cool impact. And if they become world professionals, great. But if they don't, then awesome. But the thing is, I know that the impact right? Like the belief in themselves, then they can utilize that in whatever they do, because now they're become strong, confident human beings. And therefore, whatever they rock, whatever they do, it's just going to take it to the next level. The Beacon Studio has been on hiatus since the beginning of the pandemic, but will be reopening in a new location around the end of the year. The Massive Monkeys have already cemented themselves as one of the best breaking crews in the world, and they're bringing their journey full circle. Just how they learned their first moves at Mercer Middle School and Jefferson Community Center. They're mentoring the next generations of B-boys and girls. For Sound and Vision, I'm Mike Ramos. And coming up next time on Sound and Vision, we'll wrap up our Filipino Hip Hop 206 series with a conversation with DJ Nasty Ness, the first DJ to have a rap radio show on the West Coast. I didn't, I didn't plan on being the guy, being the first one, and especially being Filipino and Asian guy. That's next time on Sound and Vision. And before you go, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Those small steps go a long way in helping spread the word that this podcast is out there. And consider a one-time $20 donation to help support this show at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.